You and I with Rashmi Shetty is a simple attempt of bringing in stories of people you and I can draw inspiration from. Ordinary folks, extraordinary lives, their uniqueness and individuality that make them interesting to talk to and to listen to. A reaffirmation of the fact, open your eyes wider, the world is far more beautiful when we acknowledge the presence of both you and I. Our guest today is Deepika Trehan, a philanthropist creating a global impact towards equity and inclusion. She's the founder of the HOW Forum and Corporate Diva. Her organization works across verticals of holistic employee well-being and a women leadership development platform, Corporate Diva, that aims at transforming women professionals into women leaders. The platform addresses the upskilling and support needs of the entire life cycle of women professionals. The organization has global footprints across 12 countries, most recent being South Africa and USA. Listen in as Deepika shares her journey, her triggers, her high points and her dreams. Hi Deepika, such a pleasure always when it is a conversation with you and for me deepika is equal to a diva who made sure that she recognizes the diva in every woman she meets what an amazing thought process and i'm very curious to know what was that initial seed that made you realize that every woman carries a diva within but before we get to that part of it i want to know what was little deepika like because uh, that deepika to the deepika trehan the world knows now will be an interesting conversation on you and i with rashmi shetty so welcome deepika and such a pleasure my friend talking to you thank you so much rashmi it's a pleasure and a huge honor to always be in conversation with you because I I truly 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 look up to you for a lot many reasons and and yes you always land up starting the conversation by giving me goosebumps so here I am yet again with goosebumps and yes uh, it's been a journey to first identifying myself even closer to a diva more importantly to understand what does a diva mean to me before even I'd go ahead you know translating it on to others and to go back to the dipika as a young a little girl um, as a child was no way close to a diva even how i define diva today by it being a mindset she wasn't ever close to that because she was a plump child body shamed and bullied for a long time in her childhood had a lot of question marks in her mind in terms of why was she there what can she do to fit in to even come close to being recognized or acknowledged so it's been a constant struggle uh so much so that even you know in my youth and you know adolescence is a time which is a very very sensitive time in a person's life uh and your peers just mean the world to you and their validation their acknowledgement 
if that doesn't happen, the isolation literally kills you. And I've been through that phase where uh, for, for primarily because I wasn't fitting in uh, in terms of the body shape or, or whatever, I was isolated. And that isolation coupled with bullying just left me to a corner. And I thought the only way to bounce back was to shed those pounds off myself and maybe then try and fit in. So it was initially always about how do I please? How do I validate? How do I um, get myself, my presence acknowledged, get being recognized? Um, and then there came a phase where, you know, once you were into work, you were able to identify the good of you as well. You were able to identify your credibility, your strengths, uh, because now you were in, a, in a, an open scenario where, uh, you know, you could just leverage your strengths. Uh, and my strength was always people and relationships because they were always very important for me. And uh, so that was a, a zone that was of a comfort zone. As we were talking uh, even now that, you know, the moment you're busy planning, life happens. And that's what it is. It was for me as well. Uh, so I was, um, I was doing fairly well in my uh, career path at that time. And then uh, out of nowhere, marriage happened uh, out of choice. And um, I had to make a choice whether to continue with my work and stay away from my husband for a period of time or I accompany him and maybe rejoin work uh, when in six months we were supposed to get back. So I chose accompanying him. And there I was in the land of South Africa, which took me about, what, 10, 14 hours to reach from India, visas. And, and you know, those were the days of ISD calls to parents. And so again, from being in a comfort zone, I was, life led me to another state of discomfort and loneliness. Um, and in a way, isolation because of security issues, one had to be hugely careful. And I was a newlywed with, you know, the typical Punjabi bride who wants to kind of have it nice and bold and uh, all of that, but I had to go subtle. And, uh, but the one thing that has always kept me alive, Rashmi, has been my hunger to keep learning. Probably coming from the armed forces, you know, uh, a lot of elements get absorbed into your DNA by default. You start looking at the environment differently. You are more open uh, in terms of adaptability, learning cultures, languages, interacting with people, and contributing to whatever bit that you can. And that's what happened in South Africa. So I just signed up with the embassy and said that this is what I can add value on. If the embassy needs any help, I'll be happy to support and uh, yeah so all of that happened South Africa became very close to my heart my daughter was born there um, and then we moved to Moscow uh, Russia was a different cultural uh, setup weather setup was completely different though it allowed freedom of walking and you know roaming about in the streets but um, it was a different climate a different language a different culture uh, and lots to learn uh, parallelly, of course, uh, you know, I, I kept on working with the Indian embassy, I kept on taking certain projects, I completed my MBA, I learned the Russian language, I had two babies, one in the South Pole, South Africa, the other in the North Pole, Russia, 
So then we decided to come back to India because we didn't want any more babies. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so we came back to India and uh, that's where I, I uh, you know, got back to my core work in the HR and training and development space. Uh, but that was the time again, I was grappling with self-identity. I was, I probably found or felt that I was, I was redundant for the workforce. Uh, there wasn't much value. Again, the whole questioning game starts, you know, the imposter, the the self-doubt and all of that. And I took baby steps until I reached a point where I realized that all these years, um, I've always put people first. And I never, you know, kind of uh, ever figured on my list of priorities. And um, the one day, that one decision was to let me now uh, play it different. Let me start slowly but surely uh, putting myself on my own list of priorities. And that started with me maybe singing that one song of my childhood that I loved and was just forgotten in the way. Um, maybe uh, cooking that one dish that I was really fond of, but because not everybody enjoys, uh, I, you know, who's going to bother making it. But I did start taking that uh, effort to do things for myself. One thing, one day, one step at a time until I climbed up my ladder of prioritization and reached uh, the number one priority. And uh, that's where the magic happened. Okay, that's one minute, where... one minute. Before the magic happened, I want to know what prompted you suddenly to shift focus? Because to go back to sing that one song, that one dish, and change your focus, the lens, from outside to inside, what, was there, what was the trigger? What was the trigger? You know, we often uh, fear failure. Hmm. We often uh, take failure as a very negative episode in our lives. But I think my whole being has changed because of probably the rock bottom that I hit in my life. Uh, I hit a rock bottom in uh, my personal ecosystem. I hit a rock bottom in a professional ecosystem. I was grappling, I couldn't identify what my strengths were. And that whole stage of confusion, that whole stage of everything being so far away that, and, and you know, it was just too dark in the tunnel. Mm. And, um, and that's where I realized that uh, I can't change everything. I can't make people believe I probably was done proving myself time and again on various aspects, uh, proving myself to myself as well on various aspects. And then that, you know, that one little voice came from inside and I had put on a lot of weight also because of all this turmoil going in. So I was about 94 kgs or something after my second child's birth. So I said, okay, if nothing is happening, let me just focus on again in my life, shedding those pounds that probably was, was bothering me. Um, but I realized on that journey, it wasn't the pounds that were outside of me, apparently, and the physical part of it. It was the pounds that I was carrying in my mind, yeah. uh, in terms of expectations, in terms of probably me setting my standards a bit too high. Um, and I love that quote, which says that don't carry the mountains that you were meant to climb. So I was carrying those mountains. And naturally, it was translating into all those mountainous looks of mine outside. 
uh, and as I said, that rock bottom. And if you come to a stage where it is either drown or swim, then you do what it takes to swim if drowning is not an option. And drowning was never an option for me. So the only way to, to segue through it was to, to learn to swim. And that's how that, that pivot point came, that turning point came of prioritization of self. I wish I had known or learned that earlier without hitting that rock bottom, but no regrets on the rock bottom because had it not been the, the journey I had traveled to hit that rock bottom, I wouldn't have had the HW forum. I wouldn't have had corporate diva. I wouldn't have identified gaps and areas that I could contribute to. So yeah, so that was the turning point. Yeah, they always say, you know, when you take two steps back or when before, just before the archer lets go of the arrow, he takes it back, right? So sometimes that rock bottom, that step back would be the one which will just then be the trampoline to push you to the next height. So yes, so now tell us about the magic and the magician within. The magic, uh, as I said, was that one decision that made me top my list of priorities. Yeah. Uh, the magician was self-love. Um, and, uh, and the fact that, uh, you know, when you, self-love has become too much of a cliche. Uh, yeah. And, you know, people seldom, uh, you know, kind of find the right definition of selfishness to self-love and selflessness. These are these are all, you know, have very, very thin boundaries. But uh, I experienced the power of self-love because when you love someone, you want to do all uh, to please them, to make them happy. Uh, you know, you want to serve your flair so that the other person, you, you bring a smile to the other person's uh, face and, and, and all of that. So I said, if that's what happens in love, let me, uh, you know, I, I probably didn't think at that time, but uh, I took a step of falling in love with myself all over again. And therefore I mentioned that I started doing things that would make this soul smile. I started doing things that would make me happy. So even in a day which was packed with uh, work, with husband, with kids, with responsibilities and all of that, um, I slept with a smile because Dipika did something for Dipika that she loved uh, you know, during the day. And that was the magic. And therefore, uh, but that, you know, that, that magic actually led to a transformation of myself where I landed up shedding about uh, 34 kgs organically. And the transformation didn't hit me until we moved from Mumbai to, to Bangalore. And, uh, and when I was just flipping through the pictures since we have, were new into the city, that's when I realized the power of that self-love and the magician behind it. And that's what led me to start the HW Forum with a simple tagline which said that making a woman fall in love again, this time with herself. Because I by then had experienced the power of that love. And I had realized that fitness is not all about nutritional diets and hardcore workouts and all of that. It's a, it's a combination of all elements starting the foundation being how much do you love yourself? So, yeah. This is so amazing, Deepika. You know, the thing is, everyone today talks about self-love today. And it took a pandemic for the most of the world to understand that you should be your first priority. 
and you're talking about something that you did a decade or uh, slightly more than that. And uh, when the journey with the self begins, it's an amazing space because you start realizing you don't have to put much effort now, you become your brand ambassador. So when your journey began with the Health for Women Forum and how did you take it forward? Okay, you had an idea, you had a tagline and how did you take this dream forward? You noticed gaps, you knew you were uh, the best brand ambassador to talk about it, but how did you move forward? Where did you go first? Uh, how did the entire Corporate Diva platform emerge? What prompted you to do what you're doing today? So, um, Rashmi, they always say that, you know, think big, think big. Um, I think thinking a bit too big also is a scary space yeah. because then you probably fear from starting. Yeah. So what, what I did was, um, uh, my only idea was that since I had been through that journey and realized the power behind it, I just wanted to create a community which probably would not talk about fitness only or diets only or whatever it would just talk about what did you do that one thing for yourself today and how that translates into your health and well-being and I uh, since I was new into the city I started taking you know for the community itself some yoga classes yoga sessions and all of that they felt the advantage of that and it being different from the workout sessions and therefore I was recommended to organizations for uh, employee well-being and stress management which I did tons of I mean, in about three years, I had already touched about 30 organizations in Bangalore. And of course, Pan India, their, their outlets, Pan India as well. So that was happening. And while that was happening, I met with a lot of women at work who were also part of these well-being uh, you know, initiatives. And I realized that um, this, there are so many of women in the workforce but when you look at the top of the ladder, there's so little of us. Mm -hmm. And that so little of us, the very thought of it irked me. Uh, does, was that in any way communicating to me that only 10 to 12% of us are good enough? I refuse to believe that. Mm -hmm. And then I uh, did a bit of a study research around uh, what are the gaps. And a lot was to do with personal leadership the inner mastery part of it. And that's where uh, the initiative of Corporate Diva came into being, where I said, okay, I'm going to amalgamate well-being with leadership and enable women in particular to, uh, you know, get a better sense of self and bring themselves more prepared to the table. That's how the journey of Corporate Diva started. And um, it's just been evolving since then. And... Uh, uh, with you know it, it's all about just building women leaders uh, purely because uh, we've got to change the, uh, the, the statistics and uh, you know it's not about how many women get transformed it's about how well do they get transformed how much do they come at peace with their own selves how much can they have their ask clear how much can they put a stop to the noise of questions around them and just listen to that inner voice of whether they want to make it happen or not. And that's why Corporate Diva as a platform has not consciously gone to organizations as a leadership development program. It's the other way around. Uh, we, we want women to invest in their own self and own their own growth 
And um, I wanted to build a platform which was authentic, which was genuine. More importantly, it was affordable because uh, women do get questioned a lot when they, firstly, they don't invest much in their own self. And when they do, there's got to be an immediate tangibility to it. Yeah. Even then they are questioned. So now self-growth, self-love, self-development are actually intangibles and it's a long drawn process. So that's why this whole thing of having it affordable for women to take the ownership, not sponsored by any organization, not another leadership development tick mark, but I want to grow. I'm going to own my growth. Okay. Okay, and uh, how were the buy-ins? What were? How did you come up with Corporate Diva? How did that entire name come about? And when you approached organizations, were they just willing to take it all up, or was there hesitation? Uh, how did you build it, uh, Deepika? It is the first steps which are the most difficult ones. Once yes. it's uh, in place, then it's easy to build. But those initial steps like you said, all the syndromes possible, whether it's self-doubt or imposter, everything starts coming back to you. And at that point, what pushed you? What kept you going? Was the reaction so good that it was like, yeah, everyone's buying it in. So I'm on, <laughs> on a roll. So I how truly wish so. I truly wish so. <laughs> but uh, no, it's been a very, very tough journey, especially for the term diva. Because, um, uh, you know, why I wanted to term it corporate diva was I was very clear that my audience is women at work and therefore the term corporate. Diva, by then I had realized and identified my own definition of diva. My definition of diva included the caliber, the credibility, the, uh, you know, time management, the skills that I as a woman uh, bring to uh, my environment I mean table is too small a place but my environment and uh, and therefore the term diva so I was in love with this term diva but it has been the biggest challenger for me as well so when I would walk into organizations with whom I had already had a rapport when it, you know because I had done well-being uh, initiatives for them I wasn't even entertained the moment uh, I mentioned the term corporate diva and I was just, you know, literally shown the door saying that, uh, Madam, uh, you know, health and well-being, but uh, we don't want ramp walks in the organization. And therefore, all the more I realized that Diva has such a boxed translation to itself. And therefore, I realized that Diva has so far only been associated with the glamorized part of it, the crowns, the sashes, the, the beauty part of it, the physical beauty part of it. And all the more I was challenged to now stick on to that terminology and prove it that, you know, diva is a mindset. Everybody, including you and me, are a diva in their own right. And it's been a journey. Uh, it, I've, I've had to let go of fabulous opportunities because they wanted me to change the term uh, into maybe something else, uh, you know, like a power woman or, or something like that. But I was... I was so uh, connected to that term and the definition of out of the box for diva that I stuck on to corporate diva. And uh, yes, the initial uh, signups were tough, but uh, I also realized diva worked uh, to my favor initially as well because everybody would probably sign up because they 
thought that okay diva has so there'll be something glamour glamorous in it you know and that's constant hunger especially for women to have that beauty related visibility uh that of course that was like a stepping stone and then it it provided me an opportunity to change that and shift that narrative uh so so that's how corporate diva has been and then the journey now the stage now is where corporate diva you know you were a part of it in march uh, you know culminated its uh, global summit which had buy-ins from 12 countries across the globe with mr mohandas pai shari blair and so many other people um and more importantly the same organization that had shown me the door for the term diva approached me to develop their women leadership development platform and they said we want it like a wow factor like corporate diva <laughs> and that was the day i said yes you know kind of uh that was my my success moment that was my diva moment of just believing in myself for for something that was not well believed by by the ecosystem i love this deepika because uh, you know many a time as women we give in when the world says don't do it this way and uh, for me this is a story of how to just go by what your gut your instinct told you that you stay with it because you had a kind of a connection with that term and you just were adamant for all the right reasons so uh, from the time cooperativa has started and uh, how forum is the platform on which all of it is being uh, organized what has your learning about women in general and their journeys in leadership uh, been all about have you seen women shift what are some of those moments where you're so glad you're doing what you're doing again got me goosebumps it's just so close to my heart uh, rashmi because uh, you know uh, that's why they say that you know travel and meeting people from different cultures uh, is a is a huge skill that you develop and build on because uh, given our environment and most often you hear people and uh, you know talking about women and most of the times my country's name comes in as an isolated spot where this is what happens to women in india and with my footprints across the globe i realized no it doesn't happen to women only in india it is something yes uh, the translations would be different but at the end of it there is one foundational key requirement that of uh, dignity and respect dignity of the labor that a woman puts in whether in her home ecosystem or whether at her her professional ecosystem or whether a blend of both and respect is what she commands she needs to command and uh, and that's that's a that's a that's a need for everyone across the globe so it has brought me to a, a position where even on global platforms today i can i based on the the knowledge that one has gathered over this period of time i do put my foot down unapologetically and say that you can't isolate a country or a or a culture uh, on on certain things it happens across the globe so we're all alike because at the end of the day we're all human no we're all nurturers we're all caregivers we may translate that in different facets but the core remains the same so so that is one thing that the platform has enabled me to do and uh, 
uh, with small little transformations that I noticed within my corporate diva tribe, uh, you know, there are moments even now when things don't move when as at the pace that one would want them to move or translate. And again, I'm also human. So I go back to that spiral of that question mark. What are you doing? You know, and this has been another magic in my life. And therefore, I believe in magic. Um, each time I have felt low, rush me from somewhere or the other, trust you me, um, a message, a WhatsApp, or, or maybe a post drops by for of them describing what CD has done to them. Okay. And exactly at that, probably at a time when I need it the most. And that's when I pick my boots up stronger than ever and say that you got to keep going. Um, it's, it's, don't put a number to it. Don't put a, a, a boundary to it that it should reach so many or, you know, wherever. Just keep doing what you're doing and let the ripple travel far. In fact, in the process, enable other droplets to have their respective ripple effects. And that's how, you know, uh, the river must flow. Mm-hmm. Any any specific uh, story, Deepika, uh, which kind of just stays with you and spurs you every time you are on a, should I, how do I, uh, what more? Any one story, you don't have to mention the name of the person, but any one story that every time you are thinking, okay, now where, now what, should it be something different? where the story tells you, just continue this journey, Michael, you are on the right path. (laughs) Absolutely. I have numerous of them, but the one closest to my heart, and uh, I'm sure we've both reached at a stage where it is, we can take names unapologetically, and that's of Hina Seni. She currently works for Cisco. Hina came to the CD platform in the 2019 batch, and uh, At that time, apparently, outwardly, she came across as a very bold, very comfortable with life, uh, you know, uh, a clued up kind of a person uh, and and all of that. And during the process of Corporate Diva is where one got to know her better as an individual, uh, got to know her that what have been her struggles in life. And what really hit me hard and deep was the fact that she's she's a cancer survivor, a cancer warrior and uh, it by then it had been about seven eight years of her uh, you know grappling with cancer overcoming it and all of that but very few knew about it mm-hmm. and the one thing that she said to me was that Deepika cancer as a disease was probably not as harsh as people with their words mm-hmm. there were times when she came back from when she had recovered from cancer and she walked into a maybe a family ecosystem or whatever and she was questioned ki, oh you're alive as though uh, she was just meant to have gone imagine that to an individual a soul where as it is you're grappling with so much there has been so much that's happened in your body internally externally and then that whole words of people they can scar you for life so that happened. So, so after the Corporate Diva program, uh, the two days that ended, I just reached out to Hina and I said that, Hina, I think you have a very powerful journey and I think you should write about it because I can tell you for sure you're not alone. There'll be many 
who would be killing themselves within with the burden of what similar to yours. She didn't revert on that message immediately. Uh, and she said, give me just time, some time to think. Uh, as a person I am, I don't like to nag and follow up. I like giving people that space for them to decide and circle back whatsoever the thing is. Um, and about, I think about 10, 12 days later is when she circled back and she said that Deepika, I think I'm ready to write. And she wrote and, uh, you know, um, then we posted that uh, thing after running it through two, three of her inner circle people. Uh, she said, okay, final version, good to go. I said, Paka? She said, yes, good to go. And I said, okay, Hina, just take a deep breath. I'm posting it today, sharing the link with you. We did that. We circulated that link to the tribe. I posted it on LinkedIn and all of that. Not because I had an interesting so story to connect with people around or whatever, but because I knew the power that that journey can bring to so many lives and how it has, and what is more important is how does the other person take it as well? Is she aligned with you that it is a power journey for further impact rather than a marketing uh, thing for anybody? So she aligned there and we did that story. And today, um, Hina not only you know, was in the founding team of the cancer support system in her organization, Cisco. She actively associates with oncologists in terms of supporting people and families dealing with cancer as a ray of hope. And uh, also in organ other organizations, she's been invited to be on the board of their cancer support groups as well. So, and what has been more beautiful probably has been that this girl has constantly invested in herself, consistently invested back into herself. And it's beautiful. In fact, it's a moment of pride to see that transformation. And just the other day I met someone, maybe her ex-colleague uh, about a decade ago. And that ex-colleague was saying, oh, okay, Hina, um, she, she comes across a little outspoken. I said, you haven't seen Hina recently. And I take pride in that transformation. And kudos to that girl, absolutely my salute to her. So Hina is one person, not only do I look back in terms of when I need to pick myself up, but also of her loyalties towards the platform. She today stands strong as literally the spine of uh, the CD platform and enables me to, you know, kind of uh, create footprints wider because I know I have a very reliable, safe person holding the fort uh, behind my back and who has my personal back as well. There are times where, um, you know, people have uh, not given enough credit to CD or whatever. And I would keep quiet because one doesn't want to kind of hog for credit or whatever. But she would call me up and say, how could you keep quiet then? Why didn't you tell that this is, this is what CD has done to them and, and things like that? So I'm hugely indebted to the, the universe to have had our ways cross and to have had such a fabulous uh, partner in uh, the platform and all done completely voluntarily. So I must have done something good to be blessed with that kind of an association. <laughs> no, I think just that your intent is so pure, Deepika, uh, the universe has a way of just rewarding purity. 
many a time we don't even realize, but this purity of intent is uh, what many people do not uh, give importance to. But the more pure the intent, the universe just conspires to bring in all the right people into play, into whatever your dream is to take it to the next level. So I am sure the universe is playing along. So just close your eyes and wish my girl, you will get what you want. <laughs> That's the Deepika I know. Uh, but uh, Deepika, at this point, I want to ask you that uh, the pandemic has been one space where each of us have had reflective moments uh, where we have taken a, one step back mainly to understand what life is and what is important. So what have your learnings from the pandemic been? I think uh, my biggest more than learning reiteration has been to serve humanity. Uh, and uh, like Rumi said that, you know, it's not always a drop in the ocean. It's always the ocean in a drop. The pandemic played havoc on everyone, you know, uh, myself as well. And so what I did realize was that somebody was organizing oxygen for somebody. Somebody was organizing ambulances for somebody. Somebody was taking somebody's dear one to the hospital where the immediate family could not make it. I realized the power of that somebody. Mm. You just have to keep doing what you've got to do to just be somebody to somebody. Um, and, and that really, you know, kind of reiterated that there is still humanity and nothing of this was transactional. Mm. Nothing. In fact, when my mother-in-law uh, also uh, came down with COVID and rest of the entire family was with COVID and we was, you know, kind of stuck here in Bangalore and uh, we had to organize an ambulance for her to go to, to reach the hospital. So we spoke to the uh, driver and the attendant there. And he said uh, that, uh, your, your mother is like my mother. I have lost both my parents in the pandemic. And my only purpose now is to save somebody else's parent. Mm. And on reaching the hospital, he was with her till he handed her over to the medical staff. And then uh, just as, you know, besides all the payment for the ambulance and all of that, just as a bakshish or just as a thank you, uh, we just sent him a small amount uh, on Google Pay. Rashmi, within 15 minutes, he sends me back a screenshot. And saying, ki, Madam, you sent the driver of the driver. And I just wanted to tell you that you gave it to him. Both of them And you know, that again struck a deep chord. These are the people who probably don't even have two ends meeting. Yeah. These are the people who probably would cash on and gain, get and build what, whatever they want to at this time because they know how vulnerable the other side is. But if these people can put themselves out selflessly, there's no question of ask, asking or demanding for anything more. We're already such a privileged lot. Yeah. Yeah. So it's brought in a lot of learnings uh, in terms of humanity. And it's just reiterated the fact that it's, it's not a number game. And the 
thing that I detest from the core of my heart is to have anybody feel like a number. So, yeah. Okay. And uh, three life lessons, Deepika. Uh, you've seen a lot, especially, you know, sometimes when you're dealing with uh, women or uh, human beings, their lessons also become part of your learnings in life. So you've met a lot of women and men in this journey so far. So three life lessons that you would like to leave us with. What would they uh, I'll start with my personal life lesson, that of falling in love with yourself. Because the kind of power that got unleashed the day that translated to me as an individual is probably so powerful that I can say that probably even after I'm gone, that power probably will keep the ripple travel uh, far uh, and wide. So yes, fall in love with yourself. Um, second being that uh, serve, just serve unconditionally. Um, don't make everything transactional. Shan Singh Rajput uh, incident that happened now, to, when you today in, in a professional ecosystem, you define success as visibility, followers, money, uh, celebrity tag, comfort, luxury, everything. He had everything, so-called success. But how hollow was probably he inside? So don't define success only with monetary aspects. Bring in a soul into that success. And yes, it can have monetary benefits as well. And... Uh, the last being that uh, everyone here is for a reason. So never de-dignify anybody's contribution. You know? And uh, if you go down to grass, grass bottom, grassroot level, uh, something that we've shifted as a narrative in our house is that you know the, the people who come to collect the garbage, they're normally referred to as kachrewala. We've consciously shifted the narrative for us and our children that they are safaiwala. Because if they don't come two days, three days in a row, you know what crap you're dealing with. So bring in dignity to every contribution. Everybody is doing and serving in their own way. These are my three life lessons. Beautiful, Deepika. And so are you in the space that you've chosen. Any dreams further, anything that you want to do, which you think will take what you're currently working with to the next level? Yes, I've learned to give it out to the universe, Rashmi. Trust you me, one was raised with, uh, you know, in, in a culture where it was always said that, no, keep your dreams hush hush. Don't tell anybody. But I've learned it through experience. It's the other way around. Give it out to the universe because you don't know Again, somebody knows somebody knows somebody who will make it happen for you. The intent has got to be right. So that, that in terms of dreams, there are two things that I dream of. One is uh, to, in some way, no matter, I don't even say big, small or whatever, in whatever space that I can, contribute towards uh, bringing in more dignity to nurturers and caregivers. Mm. If that means... Uh, bringing some kind of an economic reform for them uh, in that space. That is one thing. And I would 
I mentioned in a recent podcast, I would love to go and represent this particular topic at the World Economic Forum in Davos. Mm. The math is complicated, but we'll find a way, uh, you know. Uh, and the second is that uh, this whole uh, space of empowering women at work, I'd love to shift it a step below because I've realized that adolescence is where a lot of things change, especially for girls. And if you've seen the Run Like a Girl campaign, uh, you know, you realize that a girl who was fearless and who was careless and who was completely at par, gender wasn't even a, a topic to be spoken about. The moment she reaches puberty, suddenly there's a shift and there is a downward shift. So if we can empower the girls there, build them up, raise them stronger, raise them with lesser questions on their own selves, I would want to contribute there. Wow. Amen to your dream, Tatastu. And I'm sure the math will easily start coming into place. You'll find the right numbers to put together and the universe will definitely make this a reality. Woman, you are somebody who continues to inspire me and surprise me with your dreams. Love the way you just dream and go ahead and just get it all done because the Global Summit was something that I really enjoyed being part of and also seeing how people just came in and took it to a different level. It was amazing how you pulled it off together. So I think just sit there and dream and get your numbers in place. The universe will calculate it the right way to give you the number that you are dreaming of. All the very best, Deepika. May your tribe increase and may you continue to inspire like you've always been doing. Take care. Thank you so much for being here <laughs> with Rashmi Shetty. Thank you. Thanks for coming into my life. I am soaked in gratitude for our roads to cross as well because uh, I think a lot of calmness came into me after meeting you. You do carry that aura with you. Uh, and I'm, I'm forever in gratitude for that. And, and you know that you're also one of my sounding boards. So thanks for being there. Thank you. With that, we come to the end of this weekly quest of You and I with Rashmi Shetty. Do let us know if you know people who make the world beautiful. Write in to rashmi.thethirdi at gmail.com. That is R-A-S-H-M-I dot T-H-E-T-H-I-R-D-E-Y-E at gmail.com. Come, let's explore this amazing world together, both you and I.